Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 28 Secret Preaching of Islam and First Muslims The Prophet After the First Revelation As noted earlier, the Prophet peace be upon him was very concerned after the first revelation. A revelation was a supernatural phenomenon that came from unknown and invisible world, alam al-ghayb, and that caused fear and concern with the Prophet. His truthful wife Khatija tried to lift his spirits by telling him, Fear not, but rejoice by Allah. He will never humiliate you because you are kind to your relatives and hospitable to your guests. You speak the truth, take care of everything, assist anyone in need, and help in every just cause. Then she took him to her cousin, Waraka ibn Naufal, a very learned man who was well versed in the Christian and Jewish scriptures. He calmed the Prophet, peace be upon him, having told him that he was the final messenger of God and that his prophethood had been foretold in the earlier revelations. Shortly after the first revelation were the opening verses of Surah 68. The pen sent down Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages the Prophet, peace be upon him, and dispels his doubts. Noon وَالْقَلَمِ وَمَا يَسْطُرُونَ مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونَ وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلْقٍ عَظِيمٍ Noon By the pen, by all they write, Your Lord's grace does not make you prophet a madman. You will have a never-ending reward. Truly, you have a strong character. The 68th chapter, verse from 1 to 4. This was followed by a brief pause, and then Surah 93, the morning brightness, was revealed, telling Muhammad, peace be upon him, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not forsake him. On the contrary, he was Allah's favorite and chosen one blessed by Allah's constant protection. He was granted great honors, the prophethood being the major one. In the last verse of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Talk about the blessings of your Lord. This is a clear commandment to the prophet, peace be upon him, to speak about his prophethood and to call people to heed the divine call sent to them through his mission. Surah 74, wrapped in his cloak, is among the first surahs revealed to the Prophet, peace be upon him. In the beginning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal mudathir, qum fa'anthir, wa rabbika fa'kabbir, wa thiyabaka fa'tahir, wa rujza fa'hajur. وَلَا تَمْنُونَ تَسْتَكْسِرُ وَلِرَبِّكَ فَاصْبِرُ You wrapped in your cloak, arise and give warning. Proclaim the greatness of your Lord. Cleanse yourself. 
keep away from all filth. Do not be overwhelmed and weaken. Be steadfast in your Lord's cause. Chapter 74, verse from 1 to 7. These verses were a clear indication to the prophet peace be upon him of the course he should take, the course of preaching Islam. That course was not to be easy at all, for it required a great stamina, persistence, and patience. After the revelation of these verses, the prophet peace be upon him started preaching about the blessings Allah bestowed on him and through him on all mankind too. He preached about his prophethood secretly first, to his closest ones, his household members, relatives, and friends he could trust. The secret preaching of Islam lasted three years. In that period, in the house of a young man whose name was Erqam ibn Abi al-Erqam, the prophet secretly called people to Islam. That house, located on the Safa hill, is referred in the Islamic literature as the house of Al-Arkam. The secret congregations in Al-Arkam's house went on until Umar ibn al-Khattab's conversion to Islam, which strengthened the Muslims, as they could then begin with overt activities. It was in that house that the Prophet raised a generation of true worshippers who would later always be by his side, even in the most difficult circumstances. The First Muslims Al-Sabiqun Al-Awwalun the Siras and other historical sources cite precisely the names and sequence of those who first accepted the Prophet's call to Islam. In the Islamic literature, they are known as Al-Sabiqun Al-Awwalun, the foremost to embrace Islam. Pursuant to the reference made in the Quran, chapter 9, verse 100, they will receive a particularly precise reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as He is well pleased with them. وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي تَحْتَهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ God will be well pleased with the first immigrants and helpers and those who followed them in good deeds and they will be well pleased with him. He has prepared gardens, graced, with flowing streams for them, there to remain forever. That is the supreme triumph. Given the merits of the first Muslims, men and women alike, we shall provide here their names and brief information about some of them, which we found in the encyclopedic work Sir al-Alam al-Nubala. 
Biographies of Famous Persons by the great Islamic scholar and biographer Hafiz al-Zahabi, died in 748 A.H. or 1374 C.E., author of many works on the Hadith and the Transmitter's Criticism. Al-Zahabi is regarded as one of the greatest Muslim historians known for his precise, well-corroborated and systematic style. For that reason, we have selected the sequence that he quoted in his work. The first one who believed in Muhammad's prophethood was his wife Khatija, with whom he lived in great love and harmony from the beginning of their matrimony fifteen years earlier. Khatija is an example of a woman with a lot of understanding for her husband, his aspirations, desires, and pursuits. She was fifteen years his senior, so she was fifty-five at the time of the first revelation. For two or three years before the revelation, the prophet, peace be upon him, used to go to the Hira cave for seclusion and contemplation. The Hira cave is located on a rocky hill above Mecca, and it is very difficult to reach as one has to surmount obstacles, climb a hill made of huge sharp rocks, and pass through a crevice. It takes nearly two hours to reach the cave on such steep terrain where one can easily slip, fall, and get hurt. Despite her age, Khadija used to climb that terrain and bring food to her husband when he would spend the month of Ramadan in seclusion there. And when he received the revelation, she was the first one who believed in it. She stood firmly by her husband, encouraged him, and provided material support to him. For all that, Khatija enjoys a special place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and was held in high esteem by his messenger, peace be upon him. The second one to receive Islam was Ali ibn Abi Talib, who was only ten at the time. He lived in the Prophet's household after the Prophet had proposed to his uncle and Ali's father, Abu Talib, who had a lot of children, that Ali should move to his household and Ali's brother, Jafar, to uncle Abbas's household. Following in Ali's footsteps was the Prophet's foster son, Zayd ibn Haritha. So the ones who were in the Prophet's household at that time, that is, his closest kin embraced Islam. This is a message to missionaries to first invite their nearest of kin to faith. The following one to receive Islam was Abu Bakr ibn Abi Kuhafa. He was a close friend of the prophets. He commanded great respect among Quraysh, who regarded him a very honest and reasonable man. He was the greatest connoisseur of Quraysh genealogy the one who knew them best, their good and bad sides alike. He was a merchant known for his high morality and philanthropy and skilled in interpreting dreams. For his moral qualities, vast knowledge and experience, people sought advice from him on various matters. Abu Bakr used it as an opportunity to call the people he trusted to embrace Islam whereby new converts became Uthman ibn Affan, 
El-Zubair ibn al-Awwam, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, Sa'd ibn Abi Vekas, and Talha ibn Ubaidullah. They all enjoyed a position of prominence with Quraysh, and some were also very affluent, like Uthman ibn Affan and Abdurrahman ibn Auf, radiallahu anhum. Abyssinian slave Bilal ibn Reba was also among the first Muslims. Other early converts were Abu Ubeida ibn al-Jarra, later nicknamed Aminul Ummah, custodian of the community, Abu Salama ibn Abdul Asad, al-Arkam ibn Abi al-Arkam. It was in his house that the Prophet secretly preached Islam in the beginning. Uthman ibn Ma'zun, Ubaid ibn al-Harith, Said ibn Zaid, one of the ten companions who were promised paradise, and his wife Fatima, sister of Umar ibn al-Khattab, Esma, daughter of Abu Bakr, Khabab ibn al-Arat, Umair ibn Abi Waqqas, brother of Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Mas'ud ibn Rabia, Sa'id ibn Amr, Ayash ibn Rabia, and his wife Esma bin Salama, Hunais ibn Hudayfa, Amr ibn Rabia, Abdullah ibn Jash, Jafar ibn Abi Talib, and his wife Esma bin Umayyas, Khatib ibn al-Harith, and his wife Fatima bin al-Mujallal, his brother Khatab, and his wife Fukeha bin Yasser, Mamar ibn al-Harith, al-Saib, son of Uthman ibn Maz'un, al-Mutallib ibn Azhar, and his wife Ramla bin Abi Auf, Al-Naham, whose name was Nuaim, Ibn Abdullah, Amir Ibn Fukhaira, Khalid Ibn Sa'id, and his wife, Umayma bin Khalaf, Khatib Ibn Amr, Abu Hudayfa Ibn Utba Ibn Rabia, Waqid Ibn Abdullah, Khalid, Amir, Aqil, and Iyas, sons of Al-Bukhaira Ibn Abdujalil, Amar Ibn Yasir, Suhaib Al-Rumi, Abu Dhar Al-Ghifari, and Abu Najih al-Bajali. They were followed by the Prophet's paternal uncle Hamza, later nicknamed Asadullah, the Lion of God, and Umar ibn al-Khattab, al-Faruq, the one who distinguishes between right and wrong. Their conversion was highly beneficial for the first Muslim community, as they were both skilled and very courageous fighters.